0: amen you guys bow your heads and let's pray father i thank you lord god for the worship of building lord and your word says you tell us to be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord and we just thank you jesus that we establish our feet on solid ground lord god building all that we are upon the rock of the living god and we thank you Jesus. And when the storm comes, because of where we've built on the rock, cannot be washed away. And I thank you, Lord, this morning that each and every one of us develop a heart and attitude like David to reject specific armor being offered to us, the armor of fear, armor of doubt, armor of anger, of frustration or unforgiveness. And Father, and just begin to say, I'm going to run with what my God has given me. I'm not going to take that armor on. That may be how you think you can get through a situation, but I refuse to wear that. I refuse to wear family curses and generational curses, but I'm going to take on the whole full armor of God. And Lord God, I'm going to trust you, and I'm going I'm to run the way you've called me to run and walk the way you've called me to walk. And I thank you, Lord God, for the immovable power of God, steadfast love and your power that, Lord, will stay faithful to you i pray for each and every person here to reestablish their footing on solid ground lord god all other ground is sinking sand and as we bless you this morning i thank you lord as you we have our hearts prepared and open for you lord god to deal with us in only a way that you can and the loving father god that we will be patient to wait up on the lord for they that wait up on the lord shall renew their strength mount up with wings as eagles and father we bless you this morning that you have your way with us in jesus name amen amen we want to take some time and pray over you may be seated um how many of you guys like a good fight <laughs> amen amen how many i like to be in a fight sometimes it's hard to avoid if you grew up being good at fighting and jesus calls us to peace that can be a struggle so I love how Pastor Rita's getting up here talking about strong personalities because she knows we both have it, <laughs> right? It ain't just opposites attract. We both attract, amen? And we got some strong, we've had some biblical fellowship. We don't argue anymore, but we have intense fellowship. That's where everybody talks real loud at the same time about day side, Amen? And so we don't ever want you to lose your fight, but we we'll want to understand that there's a right way to do it. Amen. Man, so we talk about a couple's class. You don't fight dirty. She, she'll tell you she's never heard profanity come from me. Uh, and there's not a friend that I grew up with believes that now. Because <laughs> they said there's no way. There's no way Jesus could get it all out of you. But he did. Amen jesus got it all out uh and so we we like we like a, a we like a fight but we hate being at war hate being at war hate being in, in the middle like and i gotta fight with my job and and i got i mean i feel like i'm arguing with anybody anybody ever felt that way like you just church members i'm arguing with them and then i gotta go deal with you know it's just something like that but there's an art of spiritual warfare and that's called praise and worship uh, it doesn't matter if you say, well, I'm, I'm really not, uh, into church that much anymore. I don't go as much. That don't mean the devil's going to back off. Cause he knows you potentially are a threat. He knows you potentially, you can give him trouble. So just because you back off doesn't mean evil will. And so you have to go back to that part. And I was like, I know pastor Rita hadn't read over these notes, but she's stealing my stuff, you know? And again, we don't want to go home and fight about that, but don't be stealing my stuff. <laughs> don't be letting the Holy Spirit talk to you while you up here doing my stuff. It's killing. But, but praise and worship, right, is some about joy of the Lord being your strength. And I'll be honest with you, everybody don't like your joy. Uh, everybody uh, especially don't like morning joy. I found that out quickly because if you're a morning purple, there's people that just like, well, rather you die. Then keep smiling. They would rather you, I, I meet them all the time. They would rather you just drop dead than to talk to them before they got coffee and a bucket of caffeine and breakfast tacos. But God says that you have the ability to overcome and be victorious over anything going on in your life. And here's how it works, right? Praise and worship. In Acts chapter 16 in verse 24 through 26 On receiving this order, he placed them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, a strong earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. At once, all the doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Father, I thank you for your word. As we've prayed that I decrease, you increase. But Father, give us ears to hear what you would have to say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So they praise, they sing God. Where did they? Where were they in? Where were? Where were they located? What was the location? Jail, right? And a lot of times, we it, it is it is scary that if the only time praise and worship happens is when you're free or in church, you're missing an opportunity to break loose. Not just yourself, but everyone around you, right? They couldn't break out by their own strength. They had people, they were guard. They were not only in jail, but it says the inner cell. That was the jail in a jail. Then they had them tied up in the jail, and it's amazing like we can figure it out, and especially with those of us who, you know, we got some strong family backgrounds or you say strong or bad, whatever way you want to say it, that it seemed like you get out of one, you break one chain. But you, you, the generational curses is so many jail cells that you have to keep breaking out. And you have to come out in such a way, you have, to come out, you have to come out in freedom in such a way, you have to live in such a freedom that may feel like, why do I have to do everything? Because you're the one the mantle fell on, right? Like they couldn't give David's crown to any of his brothers, right? You may be that one family member that holds everybody together and like, why am I always the one doing the right thing all the time? Because the mantle fell on you. You are the one. Thank God for that. You're called, You don't even have to get upset about that. But they didn't have any physical strength. They they couldn't fight their way out, uh, but they could worship. They could praise. They could sing to God. And when they did that, it not only freed them, but it freed everyone around them. A lot of people won't hear your complaints. They'll hear your praise. Because your complaints sound like what they've been saying all along anyway. Uh, My friend Russ, people always ask him, how's it going? And most people used to say, "I can't complain," and Russ would always say, "Why well, complain? Ain't nobody listening anyway. What's the point, right? But I can praise. I can worship God. I can seek God. I can give God the glory at all times. So, and that weapon cannot be defensed by anything in this world, right? The weapon of praise. The weapon of praise can lift you up from your current situation." To where God has always called you to be. So it's okay to praise and worship God. Uh, How many of y'all have found that hard to do sometimes? Amen. So I have to volunteer my hand first. Because there are times I don't want to do it. Right? Let's, let's, Let's be honest. Right? Even though I know that that's the key to freedom. Right? Even though I know that's what God is saying. You need to lift up. Lift up to God. Lift up and go praise and worship. One of the things that we found out, too, if we are in, you know, if, if Pastorita needs to catch up to what the truth is and, and start, and before she's ready to listen to exactly what's right, for me, I have to go worship and say, God, get her ready. And realizing that while I'm gone, he has the work on me, and then I'm ready to hear what the other side was. Amen? Praise. praise. Praise is part of what you need to do. Praise to God. Worship and say, God, I want to fellowship with you in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. I, I want to praise you, Lord God. And I love the fact that they did it in jail. In other words, quit waiting until you get out before you thank God. Thank him for the opportunity to be somewhere. Right? Thank you for the opportunity to be somewhere. Jesus, I thought by now I would be out of debt. And he said, I thought by now you quit spending. <laughs> that has got nothing to do with this preaching episode. So if we go into battle without worship, the breakthrough could be missed because worship decorates any situation or attitude with the celebration of God's greatness. Right? Worship decorates. Your attitude. And if you you've had a if you had a bad temper, and I love you started with strong personality, but really let's call it what it is. It's a bad temper. Right? Even like we do in You got a strong personality. <laughs> My mom said he has a bad temper. He needs to get that cleaned up. Okay, stop. I don't know what your little your little psychology study. That's bad temper. Right? And so we would would do that. And if you have one of those, one of the things that God wants to do, he don't want you to get rid of your temper. He just wants you to redirect it. Right? Redirect it so that you can use it for his glory. Have a temper for the silence of God's word and begin to speak out. Have a temper for that. Me, I've always been a quiet. Some of our greatest spiritual paintings have happened with worship in the darkest hours. So I believe this is the best way to paint a message of faith because uh, the mind cannot, in- cannot interject what it thinks should be the details, right? Your darkest time is when you're, you can paint your greatest picture of faith. Why? Because your mind can't dictate what the details are. And you have to just say, God, I'm trusting you. I'm worshiping you. This is all you. Whatever is going to be painted, it's going to be painted in worship. See, this is why, this is, this is, a, this is the danger, right? Because people, sometimes we pray to get stuff, and then God gives us him, and we are unhappy. It kind of makes you wonder, like, what are we serving? The creation or the creator? Right? What, what blesses me? The creator or creations? And you have to be careful about that because God says, here I am, right? I like the worship song, here I am, use me, Lord, take me, Lord God, take up my cross, I'll follow you. I, I don't, I don't want to be chasing anything else, but I want to be going after you and I want to be able to sing because, again, in our households, we are parents and, of, of, and our, everybody in the house gets chains broken off of them. That's why I believe. That's why I like to turn the worship music up real loud and interrupt everybody's TV program. Right. And we'll be able to give give back to them. And I want if it if it fell off of these guys in their prison, it'll fall off of them. So let's look at that details. It's dark. Right. Maybe Paul and Silas was singing in reference to Psalms 30 and verse five. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning time. That midnight wasn't the end, but joy comes in the morning time. Darker hour is a marker for worship. Right. Midnight is really morning really the next day right even the calendar says that right so even your next day is morning and and joy comes in the joy comes at midnight how about that right so you got to look at the fact that who's your god i know how to be a base i know how to be a bound right i know how to be content in every state i'm in because regardless whether i'm a base i'm a bound i'm gonna worship and glorify god right? That's my story. That's my message. Psalms 34, David, who who had some issues, but he wrote all these songs to God. He says this, and and it's the Psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away, and praise shall continue. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, right? Amen? Man, it's, it's tough when other things get in your mouth. Right, then you have to start that over. Right? Anybody ever been? been uh, almost said slap. Anybody ever been disciplined for talking with food in your mouth? Yeah, ever been disciplined? You ever had food snatched out of your mouth because you was talking while disciplined? Y'all didn't grow up in that kind of home. We didn't either. I'm just I don't know what made me think of that. But if you had food in your mouth, they didn't like you talking. Number one, you could spit your food on them. Number two, nobody can understand what you're saying. And I know this. When you got other things in your mouth other than praise to God, nobody knows what you're saying, including you. Let's go on to verse 2 since, you know, no one went to that disciplinary measure of having your cornbread snatched out your mouth. The buttery kind that's got sugar in it. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. He said, "I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and delivered me from all my fears." Right? See God. See God. There are people that are afraid to stretch out and love again because they haven't sought God. Because the last time I got involved, I wasn't there. But we understand this, right? When we when we when we take what God told us not to touch, we interrupt the destiny of that thing being in our life. So I got to step back and go like, God, I want to celebrate you. I want to I worship you. I want to praise you. I want to glorify God. Because sometimes what they say, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say nothing at all, right? As a believer, you should never be in this position. You always got God to say. You may not have anything good to say, but you got God to say, right? And there's a difference, right, between your good and God's God. Right, And that means that you're letting God deal with you. David set his heart continually to give praise to God. What he did daily determined what he would do during times of trouble. What we do daily is what we'll do when trouble hits. That's that's us, right? This is who I am. This is my daily. What I do daily determines what I become permanent. What I do daily determines my reaction. It's what I'm filled with. If I get squeezed, this is what's going to come out. Worship should be a lifestyle, and that will keep trouble from catching us off guard. It's a lifestyle. Keep you from catching. You ever had a worship song come up in you when you were not in your best of moods? I mean, I said love it. Like, like, there's some honesty in the building, right? Because there's times where you know you want to be mad and, and you keep hearing that song. Because I've been, this set of songs I've been listening to, you know, and it's the one song I love is I Exalt Thee. And that has popped up in my mind at the unwanted exalted times. If I'm being cut off in traffic, and it's like it pops in there like, like, like the song is on, it's not playing, it's not on any physical, but I've listened to it so much as the first thing I listen to in the morning times is sermons and this, this song. It's in there. It's embedded. I cannot stop hearing it. And so God says, this is what you need to turn to. With all that in there, I still have to make a choice. Still have to make a choice to turn to worshiping God, praising God, rather than recognizing my situation. I have to tell him, and it's not that I'm ignoring my situation. I'm just giving God the glory for who I am. And where he's called me to be. So that's, that's, that's my praise. It's if the enemy can stop our praise, every circumstance that comes into our life will produce darkness that will be impossible to overcome. Praise God, right? What, do I, what can I do? How can I praise God? What do I need to say? I don't have anything to praise God for. You know what? the fact that you're talking and breathing, that's one. Praise him that you're alive. Thank him for you making it to where you are joshua chapter 6 verse 1 through 5 says this is the jericho You, you guys all heard about jericho wall and and they're gonna go take the city and look what kind of weapons god gives them to go take a whole city a city that won't let anybody in won't let anybody out but god gives them weapons he says now jericho was tightly shut up because of of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, behold, I have delivered Jericho and its king and fighting men into your hands. He says, I've delivered them. They are conquered. I've delivered them to you. And then he gives them their their fighting instructions. March around the city with all the men of war, circling the city one time, do this for six days, Have seven priests carry seven trumpets, not guns, not sticks, not big knives, not rocks, not slingshots, trumpets. I know about y'all, I've never seen a gang fight with trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. Then on the seventh day, march around the city seven times while the priests blow the trumpets not throw smoke bombs over it, not use the camels to run in anything, blow the trumpets. That's how you're going to win a fight. Ever, and I know y'all are so innocent, but I've never been in a fight where I just started going, like, we're about to go now, we're about to go now. Da-da-da-da. Like, who, who wins that fight? What is God talking about? And he's saying, you can't win it like you. You have to win it through me, he says. Tell the priest not even to pray, blow the trumpet. Let them know you all out here with nothing to fight them with but your worship. He said, blow the trumpets. And And when there is a long blast of the ram's horn and you hear it sound, have all the people give a mighty shout. They still ain't fighting. We got trumpets, we got ram's horn, and now we are shouting. Then the wall of the city will collapse, and, and the people will go up, and each man straight ahead, right? What collapse the wall? Music, shouting, praise, worship. He said, don't go in there to fight them, do it my way, right? And sometimes we want to call up people and give them a piece of our mind, but if we would spend time into worship with God, we can say that piece for remembering what we need to get at the grocery store instead of donating it to a lost cause, Right. God says, stop. Praise. I want to tear the walls down. You and your children don't talk. Pray. Praise. So the wall will come down. Praise. Worship. There's a wall that's standing up between. There's chains hooked on your children. Praise. Worship God that those things will come off. He wants to show you, wants to deliver those things to you. So lifting up the name of Jesus with praise is still the way to taking a city right? The people, God, the Bible says, my people will call by my name, would humble themselves. If they would humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then would I heal their land? Well, actually, it says, turn from their wicked ways. Then would I heal their land? He said, seek my face, humble yourself. Uh, the nation needs our praise to God in order for healing to take place. Our nation needs our praise, Our nation needs our praise. There were 72 murders in one city last month. 366 shootings. How you know, pastor, because they sent me all that stuff so when I go speak in schools, I can back it up. They need our praise, not our complaints. Too many people, Christians, complaining instead of praying. I'm going to be driving along today. This nation needs our praise. Without praise, God's vision of victory will seem impossible, even to believers, right? Because they just start to think there's no hope. Uh, We make things God's battle by honoring him with praise. Victory is ours when the battle is the Lord's, right? So I can't figure out, so when does my battle belong to God? When my praise go up to God. So every, every particular situation that you've come into, no matter what the fight is, no matter how the situation is, no matter how it looks, God is and lift him up and he'll lift you up. Right? Because there are some things we're not going to be able to fight. Right? We're going to be able to fight. I was taught as a, as a small, angry fighter, never start talking at the beginning of a fight. And don't, if people are trying to hold you back, don't resist them. Just let them hold you back. You know how people do, like, let me at them and do all that. Don't do that because you're wasting energy. They said, don't do it. Look, this is the art of wrong fighting, okay? This is my older brother who should be teaching me other stuff. But he said, don't try to scramble away from people if they're trying to keep you back. He said, just step back and save your energy and let them do all that stuff. Let me at them. He said, you don't say a word, until he get in reaching distance. Well, my arms ain't but this long. So he had to be almost here before I could swing at I mean, him. And I had all of these arts of fighting. And, and the one, one thing that I remember for is stopping traffic in the street, a seventh grader, a t- seventh grader that was a little bit taller than Isaiah. I wasn't that big. But my goal was, and this is going to sound evil because it is, I was trying to, when I charged the little boy, I was trying to get his head under a tire of a, a look, I know, I know, I wouldn't always say, this is, like, like, I'm glad y'all look that way because God can reach anybody. I was trying to get his head under a moving car, but my arms are only this long, so that put me out there too. I wasn't it then, so, so the label didn't come till later. See, that's the deal. Like, that's what people remember. Like, you remember that time you were trying to get that little boy run over? Yes. Stop talking about it. Because now I'm getting a devil run over. I'm actually successful at pushing him out there because all I got to do is praise God. Right? There it is. But that was the one time I got out of character. Because the guy hit me first. And I was like, let me up. And I I remember my brother said, stop. Get outside and then do what you got to do. Amazing how many people encourage us in everything but God. That brother ain't show me one scripture. He don't know any today. We have to fill him in on some of them. Jesus wept. He forget the second part of that. Love him. Love him, but, but he could have educated me in some other stuff. Other stuff. but that, again, that thing, if I let it go on, can haunt me. Why would you want to kill someone when you're 12? Who wants to do that? And the devil would love to try to bring that back. And what we have to do is go, no, those are facts. The truth is, I'm saved and delivered. <laughs> like Ms. Margarita said, Pastor. <laughs> now you say, Pastor. Back then, I didn't care if he got run over. I didn't care if I held his head down while the car got the top of his head. I didn't care. I didn't say I was right. But again, when I tell you what all I've been through with the pimps and prostitutions and brothers dying and people in PCP kicking in our houses. And when you little people think you ain't powerful, they don't understand. Little people just crazy. I'm so glad. God, y'all. Thank you, Jesus, for delivering me. Amen. Amen. Y'all can sit there and look like I don't walked into a horror film church. Okay, whatever. I know because a lot of times folks want to act like they're just like they've never done anything. I was like that. I, Sorry. I had thoughts that God had to recreate me. He had to deliver me from. Amen. And so right here is what he says now. And now in a time whenever I get heated, because I don't ever want to go back to that. Y'all don't ever want me to go back, right? I ain't going to go back to the way I used to be. But I have to worship forward. Amen. And I know I'm never going to return, but I don't even want to, when I feel getting close, when I start gripping my steering wheel too tight. Huh? And so you have to turn and give yourself over completely to Christ. Not to stuff. Not to, and it's it's scary, right? Because again, body of Christ, we're scary because we want stuff before we're going to praise God. And that is not a relationship. That is not a relationship. If I'm not thankful to Jesus for Pastor Rita just being my wife, I'm missing it. And I I can hear her thanking God. Oh, my gosh, Lord, what did I do to deserve such a great creation from you? That wasn't until she heard about this little testimony of me wanting to get to do his head run over. So we make things God's battle by honoring him with praise. Victory is ours in the battle of the Lord. Matthew 6.22 said we have to get rid of a double vision. It says if your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. So no matter how dark things are, if your eye is focused on Jesus, don't be, don't have double vision. If your eyes are married, that's the one time you need to get a divorce. Because your eyes are married to each other. That's crossed. So you need to get them where they're single. They're single. Have a vision. Have your eyes. What I mean married to that, sometimes we want to mingle God with other stuff. We want to see God and we want to see our troubles instead of just seeing Christ so he can light us all on fire. I mean, turn the light on inside of us. (laughs) He said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's not what crossed my mind, but thank y'all for helping, so he could have we can have a light in us. Amen. Amen. It's the whole bathroom thing. It's the whole bathroom. It's my mom teaching me not to be afraid of the dark. I can't believe I just burned all of y'all up, but y'all know <laughs> what I meant. That will provide all the light we need to overcome darkness. The light is in you. You are the light of the world. I'm still trying to save this. Uh, you're set up on a hill. All right. Acts chapter 12, verse 5 through 7. Let me get y'all done. Peter was, and it's a lot of, I noticed I got a lot of prison stuff going on, but so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was fervently praying to God for him. On the night before Herod was, was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. So that's a blessing right there, right? He's in between two soldiers right before trial. He's asleep, right? Your troubles should not keep you awake, should not stress you out. You got to learn how to rest. Bound with two chains, <laughs> with sentries standing guard at the entrance of, to the prison, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell he tapped Peter on the side and woke him up saying, get up quickly, and the chains fell off his wrist, right? Look at the order of that. Get up quickly, and the chains will fall off. If you're waiting for the chains to fall off before you get up, you're going to stay in that. But even I don't even want to stop there. The fact that he's sleeping between two gods. We see people leave and take trips at the beach but don't have as much peace as Peter did in the... Prison. They went to get away. So they go find themselves. You know, if you can't find yourself where you are, you don't have trouble looking. (laughs) Right? Because again, he says, with the temptation, I've made a way of escape. I've made a way of escape. Man, Pastor, you just don't know how dark my world is. I know how big your God is. I know how much light your God has in it. If he can help him sleep the day before trial. Now I've never now here's the praise God. Here's the thing. I've never been to trial. I've been in the courtroom as a character witness for people, and I couldn't sleep that night. I can't imagine somebody about to judge me and I'm resting. But we've been on trial for other things. Maybe on trial with your finances, maybe on trial with yourself. Maybe you your biggest judge. Maybe you're the one that comes against you the most, and you need to learn how to rest so God can deliver you out. And so those chains fall off when I get up quickly, not when I stay in it. I got to get up quickly. Praise is what still allows us to rest between where we have been and where we are going. So those were the two guards. Where I've been, where I'm going, here's where I am. I'm going to rest in that. God is going to set me free. But I got to understand, I got to rest between the two. And a lot of times what we think, right, is because, God, I've done all this for you. Why am I going through this? And God is like, for me? So you know I'm the one that died for you, right? I'm the one that saved you, right? I want you to be able to rise up even greater. That way you don't have to change your name. That's why y'all don't have to go back and go, ooh, pastor, but look what the Lord has done and turn around. That if he can turn me around, he can turn you around. Right? Or if he turned you around, he can turn me around. Maybe you the one. So prayer is what brought breakthrough. We should never give up our prayers for anything. Your prayers are never wasted. Ever. Your faith is never wasted. Your prayer is consistent. And God believes that and receives that. In prison, he had peace. In prison, he had peace. In your strongest situation... God wants to give you rest and let you rest in that. But you got to turn your praise and you got to turn your worship on. Amen? Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads. And as your heads are bowed, you just begin to just, in your mind, just begin to thank God for whatever it is. You know, even the fact that you're breathing and is able to thank God. Father, I just pray and I thank you for each and every person here. I pray over them, Lord God, that we don't know the depths of whatever prison or any situation any of us may be laying in. But Lord, we know that we got you on our side. And according to Romans 8.31, if you are for us, who can be against us? And I just pray, Jesus, for you being for us, knowing that I'm going to rest in you and have peace in you that surpass all understanding thank you lord god as i rest in you i hear it i hear it today lord jesus no matter how dark it is with my situation my circumstances no matter how dark i pray i pray lord to just have peace in my mind peace about who i am in christ peace about your word peace about your will being done Thank you, Lord God, for letting me see that you have a plan for me and that it's not over. And that all that I've been through, you're going to use all things to work together for your good. And I'm receiving that right now, Lord God, to rest in you. I got family members. I got loved ones. I got myself that I want to see chains broken off of. So I lift up my voice. I lift up my heart to you to worship you and praise you from the circumstances that I am in. Lord, I've been waiting to get out before I'd celebrate you. But right now, I'm going to just worship worship you right where I am. I could have been dead. I could have been gone, Lord Jesus. But I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose. And I'm not going to let that go. Now that I have children, I need to train them up in the way that they should go that they may never depart from it. I need to recognize that you are my strength, Lord God. In you, I believe in the hope and glory of God, that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. I pray over you. I thank God for you. I thank you that that he's brought us through, all of us. He's brought us through some amazing, horrific things, but don't just be brought through, be brought to the very will of God be brought to use your hurts use your pain use your background use your history to help others know there's freedom in christ there's freedom in the lord as your hands are bowed and your eyes are closed you're praying and you say amen i pastor i've never openly accepted christ i've gone to church but i've never gone to christ and I want to be right with God. I want, to, I want to be right with God. His heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. I'm the only one with my eyes open. That if that's you, I want you just to raise your hand and put it back down. Because we just want to pray over you. No, no, no shame here. We just want to lift you up. Awesome. Thank God for us in the house. Now, we're in here and you're saying, Pastor, I know Jesus. I'm saved. Born again. Man, my history seems to always keep talking loud than my destiny and I want to be able to hear my destiny over my history over my past and knowing that God can use me if that's you as the heads are bowed eyes are closed I want you to lift your hand so we pray over you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you well Father I just pray for each and every one of those people whose hands went up Lord I just thank you Father God for their destiny to begin to speak louder than their history that Father God that they are called to such a place in you that the past cannot stop that past cannot hinder that father god that you give them the strength to press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling and there's nothing in this world that the enemy can bring against them that could stop them from what you've called them to that they are free and who the son has set free is free indeed Father, we don't remember those things of, old, Lord God, we continually move forward. I thank you, Father, as you're delivering us from the fingerprints of even the mistakes that we did ourselves on purpose. But you said when we came to you, all of that has been wiped away. As you guide and direct us and call us forth, Lord, we want to walk and step in that path. Step in that direction that our steps are ordered of the Lord. Father, I thank you as we receive freedom in our heart to move forward that I'm not a part of any form of a curse I'm part of the blessing of God that you're faithful to the end and Lord we receive it together in Jesus name everybody say amen You praise this is the art of war and so would you do that you don't have to have anything big don't be major don't try to get all deep Greek and Hebrew just thank you Jesus that'll do it that that's praise. Well, that's some-